time that I'll be dead soon is the most important tool I've ever encountered to help me make the big choices in life. Remembering that you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. Ladies and gentlemen, speaking right now was the co-founder and former CEO of Apple Incorporated, giving people around the world advice during a passionate speech done at Stanford University. Hi everyone, welcome back to Lucy's Learning Corner where I inform you about the people that have evolved the face of technology. Today's episode is the finale of our three-part podcast series on how Steve Jobs and his company Apple propelled technology forward for the better. Let's dive right on in. As we learned in the previous episode, after his failure at the first generation Macintosh or Mac, Steve Jobs was removed from the company that he had co-founded. Jobs did not let this get him down for long and right after leaving Apple, he had started another company firm called Next Step. After starting the firm, he then purchased an animation company from George Lucas in 1986, which later became Pixar. Jobs had so much faith in Pixar's potential that he invested $50 million of his own money into it. Jobs ended up building Pixar into an animation studio that ended up producing the first ever completely computer animated full length figure film, Toy Story in 1995. This made Jobs a billionaire. Now that we've discussed what Jobs did after he left Apple, let's get on into how Jobs got back into the company that he founded. In 1996, the Apple company was on the verge of collapse. The the at the time CEO of Apple Incorporated realized how badly the company was doing and tried to say and to try to save it, he brought back he bought Steve Jobs' company Next Step, which brought Steve Jobs back into Apple. Later on, Apple's board of directors decided that the CEO that brought Jobs back was not a good fit for the company, and they actually elected Jobs to become the new CEO of Apple. From that point on, Apple was never the same. After Jobs became CEO, he had saved the company, put out the iMac, the first high-speed, reasonably-priced computer, the iBook laptop, and the G4 supercomputer. In 2004, Jobs began to reinvent Apple by producing iTunes, the computer program for playing and converting music, the MP3, and the iPod, expanding Apple from just being a computer company. Jobs and his company kept on grinding, and in 2007, they introduced the iPhone, which was later followed by the iPod Touch that actually featured built-in Wi-Fi. Steve Jobs had made history. Now, not only had he changed the world of technology by introducing the blueprint of every modern computer that we use today and building the animation studio that came out with the first ever fully computer animated figure film, but now also by producing a new way that billions and billions of people would listen to music and use cell phones. He expanded and catapulted the world of technology forward with his company forever. But in 2003, life for Steve Jobs also changed forever. Jobs was diagnosed with a rare form of pancreatic cancer. In 2004, he underwent a very invasive reconstructive surgery to attempt at removing his cancer. Years later, in 2009, Jobs announced that he had had a liver transplant. For the next two years, Jobs' health only deteriorated more and more. In August of 2011, Jobs formally resigned as the CEO of Apple Incorporated. Jobs unfortunately passed away at home two months later, October 5th, 2011.
That, my friends, brings our three-part podcast series, Journey to a Somber Ending. Thank you so much for listening and learning about the impact of Steve Jobs with me. And, of course, a special thank you to all of my news sources, On Demand News, The Apple Gazette, Macworld, Noble Biographies, and Britannica. Have a wonderful day, everyone, and I will see you next time. Bye!